This meeting recorded. This meeting is being ready or not. Host or a participant. We are nothing better than chocolate pop tarts. Time to get our funny on. Oh no! Here we go again. Got the funny to bring in the money. Yeah, money. Wait a minute. (laughs) We'll we'll do our part. (laughs) It's up to the listeners to do the rest. Jerry needs more pop tarts. Send money. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go and get going here. You can send us an email at the TSF at All right, everybody, that is correct. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. And this is the week of, I don't know my show notes, but it is the week of uh, September the 6th. 6th. Yeah. 2022. And we're up to episode 96. Marching ever closer to the big Wad Hondra. And uh, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are Terry and Jill. (laughs) Terry, the Pop-Tart King. Yeah, I'm just drinking coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I should probably grab me uh, some water or something to sip on. I'm boiling my Pop-Tart in my coffee. Boiling it, huh? You're drowning it. You're, you're waterboarding your Pop-Tart. Pour the well, you know, I, I said before, you know, my grandson said I couldn't eat it raw, so I'm cooking it you know, mm-hmm. in my coffee. <laughs> like dunking your donuts, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well, we like to open up with a segment we call What's New? Does anyone have a question? It could be something new, something old, lots of family story, reading, watching, doing... Well, I will start off and say we went camping this weekend, and uh, it was nice Friday, Saturday, but it rained (laughs) most of the day Sunday, and Monday, of course, yesterday we came home, but uh, uh, we have an antenna, we uh, camper uh, camp is how we do it, so we have a TV inside, and since it was raining on Sunday, he was needing to see which way to point the antenna to get the best signal. But I was just looking at my watch, my iPhone watch, I Apple Apple Watch, and it would tell me it was like 75 degrees and rainy. And then he says, bring up your compass and tell me uh, which way we're facing so I know which way to put the antenna. <laughs> so I told him, well, I'm facing south. I don't know which way you needed to go. But then later on, I went back and I was looking to see what the temperature was. And then it was like 82 but instead of telling me 82, it said 180 or something degrees south because I forgot to close my compass. And I kind of got thrown off there. I was like, 180 degrees? Oh, south. <laughs> it's hot outside. Yeah, I think you'll be dead by then. I was just like, what? what? 140 is scalding. It will scald the skin off of you. Yeah, I forget exactly what south is. Is it 180? I forget the numbers, but south is by your heat shield. Yeah. It's a good I thing was it wasn't a... facing like west. 207. <laughs> what am I on Venus? 
But I thought, wow, that kind of threw me off at first because I was thinking temperature, (laughs) not directions. But we had fun camping anyway, even though it rained. We we mentioned our upcoming 100th episode, and I just want to encourage people to send us something in because, you know, even though we are, you know, podcasters and even the world famous podcasters, I want to have you know that we have our valets put our pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. (laughs) <laughs> that's a valid <laughs> pants on one at a time <laughs> was a joke. That, I actually saw on Twitter you know who posted it it was Pat Sajak he goes, but he, he was talking about being a TV game show host and being you know famous and putting his pants on with his valet just like everybody else yep. so, they do that um does Sarah have anything to add besides eating Pop Tarts? Uh, coffee? Yesterday, I heard was the September 6th was yesterday, right? Today's yesterday. the 6th. Okay, well, September 5th, 1966 was the first um, pilot episode of the TV show Star Trek. Yeah, any Star Trekers out there? And it was like the the Mm. fifth month birthday of Jill. They actually did two (laughs) almost. They they actually did two pilot episodes because um, they didn't know if they liked the first one or not, so they did a second one too. Yeah, I knew they did some pilots. They later kind of aired when they had Captain Pike on in the later episode. That the footage from that actually came from their pilots. Mm. I don't know a whole lot about Star Trek. Y'all got me beat. <laughs> well, you were only five months old when it came out. If you listen to History This Week podcast, it's a, they did a whole episode of that um, yesterday. Whatever. Oh. We, ha- we have a certain cousin who could like quote every episode to you. Oh, I know that. <laughs> he can I've give you details that don't even show up on the episodes. I've seen all of them. Well, I've just seen, I was just recently, you know, on the SamNet um, page. I downloaded and watched them all. They only had three seasons. <laughs> yeah, whenever we were in Panama back in the late 80s, the, the AF, AFRS or AFRTS, AFARTS TV station, <laughs> uh, broadcast the entire series in order, episode one to however many episodes there were. So they only had three seasons, but how many episodes were in each season? The TV shows they generally back then would run, but about 25 to 30, something wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. A lot of them today are like 22 yeah. episodes. Back in the radio days, you had 39 episodes in a season. A brand new one every week, and they would huh. go into summer replacement. But there's 52 weeks in a year. <gasps> right, but, but, but they would have a broadcast season of, of nine months. They'd take off for 39 the weeks. Summer. They would summer take off vacation. in the summer where they would either show a rerun or they would more often have a, a, a summer replacement. That's when all the women would go off and have their babies after nine months. Run for 13 <laughs> weeks. And sometimes a summer replacement, if it was popular enough, would become an actual series of <laughs> Hmm. Then they had shows like Dragnet and Gunsmoke that just ran year round. That didn't take a time off. So they you'd 
you would have Dragnet, Dragnet was a show that was written by Gene Roddenberry who did Star Trek I, you know if he is he's not credited for that it, he did Dragnet and then he did another show called Lieutenant and then he did Star Trek and the black lady that just died in July the Lieutenant O'Hur on the show she was a lieutenant on that show Lieutenant I didn't know all this time I would listen to this podcast. Yeah, was a TV this show. He may have been on, on a TV show writer. Uh, I don't know. I, I, been, I, I don't recall seeing him in, written up on the credits. But I know I've Jack been listening to this other TV show. It's a TV show I've been watching here. It's, this came out in like 2005, I think. It's the, so called, the show called Supernatural. And it's really weird show. Because um, it's about, supernatural. <laughs> and it's like, I was telling Jill, it's kind of like the X-Files. It's about these two brothers who are demon hunters. They go out, you know, every episode hunting down different demons and killing them. Whether, Does a devil have a blue dress, blue dress on? <laughs> well, dress. actually, they just released Lucifer out of and stuff and so he's taken down a body the first body he took was a woman <laughs> so right. anyway. Demon woman. and so now they've gotten up to i'm in season five and they've seemed to have let lucifer out of hell and um and started the apocalypse going on and stuff and everybody's some of the angels are trying to find god to see where he's at and stuff it's it's pretty uh, weird so non-biblical at all <laughs> yeah. so anyway if people who read the bible uh, get into that you don't understand the bible that's not how it works eh, it's but, just entertainment something goofy yeah, to watch I know. it's entertainment but lucifer doesn't live in hell and but it's uh, ain't gonna come until god brings it up. it's uh the you know it's like the in the in the series they come across this guy who uh they find out that uh the supernatural was a book series written by this guy mm-hmm. you know and so then they they want to, they look at the books and they say hey this is about us you know and they find out that the guy who's writing the books is is writing about them and they're in a t-shirt so they go look up the author and they find out, you know, everything that he's writing is what they're doing. And it's like, it's really funny. It's reminds me of a Stephen King book, you know, that he did once like that. But. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. We're doing the show based on the book. How's this going to end? Us. You want to see the ending? It's like looking in a mirror on your left side, all a mirror on your right side. How many How many of me are there? there? <laughs> and so it's pretty weird. I mean, there's always seven seasons of that. So I'm almost through with that whole series of that show but i i do have one other real short thing before we move on to our our next uh, topic uh, and that is over the weekend of course being labor day we had a big family labor day party uh, with uh, my wife's side of the family and there was some people that they invited who went to the church we used to go to and this guy uh, he only has one arm he some kind of a machine accident at work or a farm implement and he only has part of one of his arms. Uh, I have to say all that because certain little grandkids saw him and they became terrified. They were sure he had to have been bitten by a spider or a dog 
or some <laughs> kind of an animal. <laughs> and so we had to have him reassure them that no, you didn't get bit by an animal. <laughs> a shark. Shark came along and took his arm off. Walking down the street, the shark came up and bit my arm off. But no, he was in some kind of a factory or farm or industrial. Anyway, that was kind of funny. The kids, they they were terrified. He got bit by something. He got bit by a blind man. Uh, (laughs) My guide dog did that. His guide dog. Vicious little marshmallow fluff ball. <laughs> well, that's what I have uh, on that. And What's up, Doc? We should probably go ahead and roll into our random topic. <laughs> we, yeah. And we have six random topics to choose from. And you're going to spin the wheel. It's five. Four. That would be, oh, made up movie review. No, no. Oh. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh. All right. Movies coming out this week. And we're going to present a title. And for last time we did this, it could either be a, a show, a series, or it could be a movie. We get, get the title and we decide what, the, what it's going to be about. First one. Is oh, come on, right there we go. Our American Family. Has anyone heard of that one? It's about yeah. some Ukrainian refugees. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story about the Ukrainians who went to Mexico to cross over the border to get in free, <laughs> to get a free bus ride to New York. I just read that people article. <laughs> <laughs> It's based on a real people article. <laughs> so would Jill agree with that, or do you have your own take on that? Oh, I would think our American family would be about maybe a presidential family. I don't know. Pick a president. I maybe I wouldn't say Kim Kennedy's. That would be Camelot. Yeah, Joe Biden's wonderful American family with a dysfunctional child who's cooked on <laughs> crack and a daughter who's been physically abused. Yeah. yeah. It's like his biography. Or <laughs> his idyllic life and his not, not dysfunctional at all, kids. <laughs> it's about um, Jason and Freddie living <laughs> together in peace and harmony. Wow. And as they go on a honeymoon there at uh, written by Stephen King, and (laughs) another one here would be Tiny Cinema, not rated. Tiny Cinema, it's it's a movie all about midgets and dwarfs and puppies and kittens and small stuff. Well, that's all, all like together from, with, with, that's with from the, Terry's top lit ten list. I did everything that. small in the world. Is all things together with all the woodland nymphs and, and creatures. <laughs> sounds like that top ten list I did recently. Tiny uh-huh. little things and the little tiny movie on the whatever. Either that or it's about 
Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe the giants go to the tiny cinema and they can't get in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have enough money. Never too big. <laughs> I don't know. How come the movies here are so tiny? I can't get in. I thought you guys were going over the movies. Might be that movie called Whale that's coming out. I don't know. But it's about a whale. Is that it's a remake of Gulliver's Travel? Oh, it's a it's a movie about a whale who thinks he's a minnow. Well, I mean, these are actually movies, though, right? Because yeah, these are we did last week. Actual movies that came out coming out this week as we as we're recording. It's like there's a movie coming out called Whale. And I just know who's in it, but I don't know exactly what it's about. It's got Brandon Fraser coming back out into the. Well, the third season. one here is After Ever Happy. Uh, Yoda. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a fairy tale about Yoda, who, who gets after. married to the princess and after ever happily lives, he will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a dyslexic Cinderella story. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So there's, there's the top three movies coming out this week. We felt called upon to give thanks for them. Now, just because I do have a synopsis here, let me see if I can find it. Uh, the fi final chapter in the after franchise. Uh, does Tessa continue to try saving her relationship or try to save herself? And so forth. Tessa returns to Seattle and dot, 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 dot. Anyway, that's what that one there is actually about. The other one, what we let's go back up here. Tiny Cinema, it says. A mysterious stranger tells the twisted tale of how lives will change in twisted and bizarre ways. Incredible challenges from the multiverse seeking answers and sexual questions of life. Sex, love, life, and what? Not, 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 not. Well, you know, that's kind of a weird title for that. Small cinemas. <laughs> I, I guess maybe tiny cinema is like little short stories all patchworked together, I'm going to guess. Uh, uh, our American family actually is about addiction is all all-encompassing force. Um, not only of the lives of the afflicted, but those who surround them. Our American family Provides an unfiltered look at a Philadelphia family dealing with intergenerational substance abuse. Um, something dot dot dot. I forget. So it, uh, it, it sounds like a documentary, a, you know, TV show thing. A documentary, right? <laughs> yeah. So maybe it is about Joe Biden's family and his dysfunctional family. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And I don't really care. Nope, we won't be watching those, those movies. Might a couple of those might sound interesting. The tiny, tiny cinema didn't sound too bad, and the other one, happily ever after or whatever. 
But well, the if that's the final chapter. Be, I would we'd want to watch the first ones before that one, and I don't know what I've never seen those. I mean, yeah, we've watched Disney cartoons where they end happily ever after, but I don't know if I've ever seen the ones in that series. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I seen uh, what was that one? Uh, what was had a fairy tale name? Dang it, I can't think of it. But there, there was one on TV. I actually did watch most of the first series, the season, and it wasn't too bad. It was just kind of a twisted take on you know fairy tale stuff. And if Ever After is kind of a take on that, it it would be probably interesting, and I would probably watch that. Well, there for a while years ago, they had Beauty and the Beast out. It was a TV series. It's a scary movie. Beauty and booty, the Beast. Bo- booty and the Beast. Yeah. Booty. <laughs> Bringing booty back. Yeah, she's like a dancer at a nightclub. And... It's about me and my wife, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. There we go. She's beastly and I'm beautiful. <laughs> you can say oh. that because she doesn't listen to the show, huh? I know, but she's right over my shoulder. Getting ready to hand me my buns. Oh, man. She likes to see him jiggle when she hits him, I guess. Huh? <laughs> well, enough of all that. You ain't fixing to hit me up for a loan, are you? Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling. For a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine, it's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helpsleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. We, Earth people, cannot possibly be the only intelligent form of life in the universe. That made this time to go on to news. News. News? Can I actually yep. even have, a, can I have a theme to my news? I don't, I kind of, I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> I got a bunch of stories. I can do whatever I want. Well, I go ahead. Start. Get us started. I've got a story about... Three men breaking a world's record, of all things, and they drove across all 50 states in five days. They were speeders, I bet. Wait a minute, how do they drive to Hawaii? They (laughs) drove, they went through all 50 states in they broke the old record was five days and 16 hours. And they broke the record by five days and 13 hours. They started off in Boston 
Massachusetts, and they drove through all 50 states, zigzagging across the country until they got to California. Then they took an airplane ride and went to Alaska and then to ended up in Hawaii. Well, you, you actually couldn't drive to Alaska. You cut through a corner of Canada there. And so I told Jill, I said, well, how do we know for sure that they went through every state? Did they stop at the truck stops and get a spoon? Yeah. <laughs> get a little souvenir bell or t-shirt or something. <laughs> it's just the, I, I guess the, if they could take take a, a cruise, they could put their car onto a ship and ferry it to... Uh, and just Hawaii. drive it back and forth. And, huh? They, they do drive their car back and forth. They do have an interstate highway in Hawaii. They, uh, they, you know, of course, took turn shifts, you know, driving, of course. Um, it doesn't say, like, what kind of car they had. I'm sure it wasn't electric. <laughs> it, it, it was chitty, chitty, bang, bang, so it could fly when it needed to. Or their gas them. receipts, if they kept them, maybe would show the different states they went to. If Yeah. But then some yeah. of them small states, you might not need gas in Rhode Island. It's only, what, 50 square miles? <laughs> Yeah. They, they went really slow and, and in, stopped. In, for, uh, in, 19, in 1996, Guinness Book of World Records took that category for speedy travel out of the books to keep people from speeding and reckless driving. Yeah, yeah. Like a TV show, was it The Great American Race or something like that? Huh? Didn't they have a TV show, a reality show about the Great American Race or something? Yeah, but amazing race. I think. Amazing race. Yeah, but I don't know if that was actual racing or what. I have no well, idea. Well, it, it, it was sort of a race. They would give a couple, three different families the mission to go from like coast to coast. They could pick their route, and whoever got there first would win. So it was a race. And so now these three guys are known as the, they're in the uh, Speed record holders in the all 50 states club, it's called. Hmm. So <laughs> they sped across the country and it had to. I mean, it takes a while to get through Texas. <laughs> well, they just cut across the panhandle. <laughs> right. The project went right across the top. <laughs> you know, even so, was it I 10 or something? You, you take that and then you branch off and go up to Oklahoma. Even that little corner is quite long <laughs> to get across, right. across that corner. Man. That's you go through all four states, it's going one, two, three, four, boom. All right, let's drive another 200 miles to get to the next ones. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't say if they went north and south. They couldn't have went east and west and east and west. They had to go north and south and around and stuff. But. Well, yeah, they would have had to have been zigging and zagging north and south and east and west. And they could be going like zigging up and down, up, back up to Canada, down to Texas, up to Canada, down to Texas, up to Canada, down to Texas, until they got across there or something. No. Yeah. There's a few states that's like right there, but yeah, down here at the bottom of Illinois, man, you can do Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, yeah, Missouri, a short circuit there in a day or <laughs> a few hours. The tips of them all come together down here by Memphis. <laughs> well, and like the in Colorado, was it Utah, Arizona, New Mexico? They they all come together at a, at a cross point there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
stand at one spot and be in all four states. Oh, wait. Yep. I think they said the car was made by Acme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got on that one. Uh, pet alligator. It's up for America's favorite pet. Oh, because they're so cute and cuddly and fuzzy. Yes, its name is Wally. A Pennsylvania alligator is up for a new pet popularity contest. He's a support animal. Who wants an <laughs> alligator for a support animal? I have no idea. <laughs> Well, to the owner, he's very supportive, but don't don't cross paths with it because it's going to bite you. you <laughs> order, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Stay away from my owner. But this alligator loves to give hugs, which I don't know why you want to get a hug from an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> he's just checking to see how big you are, if he's going to want to eat you now or later. <laughs> Can I swallow you in one bite? We've got to chomp a couple times. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. But uh, this alligator has a Twitter page. Oh. <laughs> okay. And you can vote for this alligator to be the world's or America's most favorite support animal. <laughs> He's a seven-year-old alligator. He's in the lead in the popularity contest for the most favorite support animal. Well, all is... sizes and species. <laughs> the sick tech following is what he's got. A sixty-eight thousand uh, followers. Wow, pet alligator. A pet no, alligator. No, no support ponies. No support cats. You know, how them alligators was... are just so soft and cuddly. How big was the alligator? He's... He doesn't say how big it was. I don't think it, it was seven said... years old, but it depends. Okay. If, if you keep them in something small, like an aquarium, they'll stay small. But if you let them have a little more open area to range free and they'll get bigger. He's probably feeding it neighborhood children <laughs> in hopes that it gets really big so he can make some cat crocodile boots out of it. Come here, little kid. I'm an alligator hug you so we can see if he wants to eat you or the next kid. More kids at Central Elementary Grade School come up missing this week. <laughs> Look at the smile on that crocodile. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. A hugging alligator, but trying to be the favorite support animal. Alligator skin boots. First for his wife. Coat. <laughs> An alligator skin coat. That'd be gross. <laughs> but that's all in that story. <clears throat> Boston police boat comes to rescue a stranded groom. Uh, is the headline uh, of course uh, it comes from Boston, Massachusetts uh, officers with the Boston Police Department Harbor Patrol Unit are used to rescuing people in distress but last weekend they came to the rescue of a groom in danger of missing his own wedding <laughs> I guess Bridezilla get my <laughs> hubby now <laughs> uh but uh, he was scheduled to get married on an island out in Boston Harbor uh, on Saturday, but the boat that was supposed to ferry him to the island where his bride-to-be was already waiting for him 
had broken down, police say. It gets worse. And the had a flat tire. <laughs> photographer, floor arrangement were also <laughs> stuck on the mainland. Uh, enter Sheriff Matthews, who has this transported dozens of people off the island as <laughs> uh, uh, say the day when their marriage could go on a schedule. Um, they were there very quickly to get all my groom and all the groomsmen to the, my wedding and kind of save the day, he told the Boston Globe. Um, the sheriff was only too happy to help. It was good to get a nice call for a change and help people out, he says. They seem happy, and we were happy we could do it, and it all worked out. Um, the, the sheriff's got to save the day and take the groom to his feet. I mean, merge. Stranded <laughs> <laughs> on the island, or not on the island, and they had to get there for their wedding. Anyway, short story. Back on terrain. I wonder if they were going to have their honeymoon on that deserted island after all the people left. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe they would go to another island like Hawaii or Bahama or something. Because that one could have been like Gilligan's Island or something where nobody would have been there. (laughs) But at first I thought you said a highland, like it's high land and then to Irish Highlander underwater. I went for the fast story. Now here's a slow story. In San Antonio, Texas, a 50-pound, a 50-pound African tortoise was found wandering in a park. It was lost. In San Antonio. Where am I? Are you my mother? (laughs) Kids were playing on him thinking it was a ride. Yeah. Hey, this ride's actually moving all by itself. Ah. You can disperse into the side of Taurus. <laughs> Some people called the San Antonio police. The police came to the park. They don't know how a 50-pound African tortoise wound up in the park. They crossed the Mexican border. <laughs> and but it took two of them to lift it up and put it in their patrol car. <laughs> this is one big armadillo. <laughs> they dubbed him chili out of it. They gave him a nickname of Walter for some reason. <laughs> Walter the turtle. And animal control came to the park. And they transported him off of the off out of the park and off the trail. And they believe it, it, it was a trail drive to take him to market. There's another one of the they believe it was a pet somebody let loose and eh, I want to go play in the park. I don't know where am I. <laughs> they just hung around in the park until somebody came to rescue it, I guess. It seemed like a good place to hang out. He had lots of kids to play with. Yeah. yeah. That story I got. Trying to abandon your pet turtle. Surely some kid will take you home with their mother. <laughs> hey, mom, look what I found. 
Little turtle. turtle. (laughs) 50 pounds. I'm a pioneer who began from scratch. I don't bat an eye in a shooting match. They don't call me Elmer, they call me Satch. Well, we're going to go to Canada for my next story. In Toronto, Canada, the police, uh, they like to post pictures of weapons that they take off the streets. So people know, you know, they're trying to get rid of all the guns and things to make their mm-hmm. uh, country more, more safe. Yeah. And so they posted this picture of a really old rusted gun that you could tell hadn't been shot in years. Oh. And so it doesn't say what kind of gun it was. Maybe a musket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> An old 1948 Dragoon pistol in the Civil War era. And so they post they these on their Facebook page, and of course you can comment on them. And some of the comments were things like, uh, I bet the serial number was one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then another one said something like, I bet that was the gun that took out all the dinosaurs. <laughs> it was old. <laughs> And this was in Canada? Yeah, in Canada, in Toronto, Canada. Hmm. Well, you know, so this caused their prime minister banned uh, the sale of all new guns up there. They have to dig up these old guns and use them, I guess, maybe. Yeah, but they uh, like to take pictures so that they can show people, you know, we're taking the guns off the streets. These are some that they took off. And there's not much to that story. It was just funny. This will never uh, harm anybody ever again. We got it. They made sure to post that old rusty gun on there so people knew it was off the streets. Well, too. You know, of course, Canada's having all these drastic measures because they didn't want to have like the mass shootings and violent crime in America, which they kind of do anyway in the big cities. But did you see this last weekend? There was a mass killing in Canada. Stabbing, wasn't it? A bunch of... Or ten, 10 people were stabbed to death and 15 more were injured. And I thought, yeah. well, there you go. That just proves it's not the gun. It's the idiot behind the weapon. Because yeah. if you kill somebody, you got, you can do it with a knife, you can do it with a gun. And, now, and I thought, what are they going to do now? Ban knives? <laughs> How are we going to cut our steaks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just kind of an ironic story. Headline. I, I like the episode of that Simpsons when the space aliens came and they chased them off. Oh, they came after me with a board with a nail sticking in it. And a board with a nail in it. Yeah, I remember that one. Keith Turner, my Turner. Keith Turner. You know how, um, you know, Cities and states they always want to boost their uh, income by having tourists. They promote you know tourism in Illinois or tourism in Missouri or something. And people drive down to 50 states to get there. <laughs> uh, well, apparently they don't have that problem in Venice, Italy. Uh, in fact, they have quite the opposite. And Venice finds a tourist surface from surfing down their canals. 
Uh, and I thought, how do you, it's a canal. How do you surf in a canal? But we'll, we'll continue on here and find out. <laughs> uh, two foreign tourists, um, oh, there we go, who sped down Venice's Grand Canal on a motorized surfboard were oh, heavily fined and the board confiscated. The city authorities say. So they had a motorized surfboard. It's like a jet ski to me, but it's a motorized surfboard. Uh, yeah. There was, I think, a couple of German guys. Uh, they, you know, thought it would be fun to speed through the canals on the motorized surfboard. <laughs> they were making waves. <laughs> but the mayor's office said in a statement, the two were fined one thousand five hundred euros, or about uh, fifteen thirty dollars over the incident. And the city's attorney is preparing for further action against them for damaging the city's image. Uh, earlier, the mayor had posted videos on the social media uh, showing a pair of surfers heading down the main waterway. Uh, and the mayor asked for help in identifying what he called two overbearing imbeciles who are, are making a mockery of our city. What didn't and they? They could have had a disguise like gondolas. <laughs> yeah. And promised uh, <clears throat> dinner. For anyone who could help with the scoff laws, because apparently Venice has so much tourism that they're trying to keep a pristine image of, like you said, gondolas and stuff kind of you know, lazily cruising through the canals. They don't want to have speedboats. They don't want to have jet skis. They don't want to have motorized surfboards. They don't Water want to have. Skiers. <laughs> they don't have. They don't want to give their. Uh, besmirch their city's you know historic pristine name and so they they actually try to throttle back tourism um in fact uh, in 2019 they find two german travelers for making coffee on a 430 year old rialto bridge so it, it, visitors also cannot swim in the canals or eat picnics on the front steps of various you know, tourist attractions in town. So they're very, very picky about what tourists do there, and they will heavily find you. That's kind of the gist of the story. It was kind of funny. You cannot eat spaghetti on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, my, my theme there is the first one, water. You know, got stuck on the island. This one, water in the canal. Life is like a Mardi Gras, and it can leave, and it can laugh. Happy we sing together, happy we sing together, happy with a very bold serenade. I have a story. It takes place in New York City. Let me go back to the title here. Make sure New York right. City. It's uh, squirrels are splooting all over New York City. Splooting? Splooting, yep. What does that mean? It says, if you see a squirrel lying down like this... <laughs> That's a picture, I'm sure. Don't worry, it's just fine. On hot days, how it's been super duper hot. 
It's a, the term splooting is referring to when animals, not just squirrels, but they've seen other animals besides squirrels doing it too, laying on their stomachs with their arms and legs spread out. Press their bellies <laughs> against the ground. Right. Looking like little bearskin rugs everywhere. Oh, spread eagle on the ground. Okay. Keith had a couple sons and that's polluted against the window because it was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> They're polluting when they <laughs> I've had my dogs do that on the on the tile floor in the, in the summertime. Lay spread eagles that can get yeah. that belly close what? to the floor. Now I know what it's called. Quit splooting in here. <laughs> Red eagle laying on the ground, I guess is what that's for. <laughs> yeah. And uh, stretching out to cool off on calling it cool cool dumping. <laughs> cool dumpings. In the parks and it's been so hot, they've been splooting everywhere. See, it's Rocky the squirrel trying to catch up with the bullwinkle, and he just got tired and did a like, belly flop on the ground. <laughs> and they've had over 40,000 pictures on Instagram floating around, splooting and stuff. And hmm. it's, it's healthy for animals, helps them cool down. Yeah. Uh, Watch where you step. You might step on a squirrel that's polluting. Yeah. Yeah. I exploded the polluting squirrel. <laughs> I stepped on it. Oh, I could do another one, I guess. My story here is about a criminal that broke into a church. He got sprayed by a skunk on his way out. No. Yeah. Revenge. God, ha <laughs> God has uh, vengeance of mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Simonson broke into a church. He's 28 years old. His story is he couldn't sleep, so he went for a bike ride and just happened to notice this church had an open window. So he went in to look around. He says to see if anybody was in there, but he had on a ski mask and a flashlight. So, you know, it's kind of suspicious. Yeah. And uh, it didn't say when he crawled out the window if he had anything. Somebody had seen the flashlight through the windows, you know, the beams of the flashlight and had called the police. And they sent their support skunk up to the scene. <laughs> Instead of their canine unit, support, they sent the support skunk unit. Content, who was in competition with that support alligator. But the police got there and, you know, seen him coming out the window and told him, get down on the ground and spread eagle. The ghost belong on the ground. Yeah, he went splooged on the ground. Splunt, what was the word? Splunt? Splood, splood, I think. Splood. Splood. And so when he got down on the ground, a skunk happened to come around the corner of the church and sprayed him. <laughs> I got you now. You're at my level. This hose thing all I would hate to be the cop that had to handcuff him and take him into, uh, you know, get him thumbprinted yeah. and all that, because I'm sure he had an awful smell about That's his That's why he gets her trying to rob a church. That's yeah. <laughs> So instead of having a guard's dog, have a guard skunk. Yes. <laughs> but yep, yeah, the skunk is gone. 
he sprayed and then took off. The cops don't know where this he gun baptized went baptized him. That's what it was. And so instead of pepper spray, spray that guy got skunk spray. <laughs> I he, he, he probably got to, got to jail smelling all skunky and the guy and it's all like, oh man, what kind of marijuana you been smoking, man? <laughs> there must be some good stuff. I didn't think about that. I always think skunks stink, but then so does marijuana. I think it smells awful. My uh, third one here uh, also has to do with the water. Uh, Metal detecting stranger uh, returns a woman's ring after it was lost in sea, in the sea. Um, As it turns out, in New, uh, New Hampshire, of all places, uh, a Massachusetts woman's diamond wedding ring, uh, a family heirloom, is now back on her finger after a man with a metal detector returned it to her after saying her social media plea for help and found it at the bottom of the ocean. Wow. Uh, she had told the newspaper she was tossing a football with her husband this past month at North Beach in Hampton, New Hampshire, when the ring that had once belonged to her great-grandmother slipped off her finger and flew into the ocean. (laughs) They couldn't find the ring in the water after hours of searching, uh, the 29-year-old said. Uh, she posted about the ordeal on Facebook and asked anyone who might frequent the beach with the metal detector to be on the lookout. Uh, her post was shared thousands of times and got the attention of a man um, who, uh, age 60, uh, who put on a wetsuit and went into the water, searching for the ring with his metal detector. Uh, let's see, eventually... Uh, after two days, uh, having no luck, he found it. Uh, I don't take failure all too well, he says. Um, but then he found it buried under the sand on the ocean floor. Uh, he sent her a picture and wrote in his message, please tell me it says your ring so I can finally get off this beach. He was a very persistent guy with his uh, detector. At least he's very helpful about it. So, another water story. Mm-hmm. You got any more, Terry? To wrap oh, up? yes, I've got plenty. <laughs> I'm going to do this one. Um, this one was. Um, Posted by the Madison County Sheriff's Department. Uh-oh. But Madison County, Alabama. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they were probably going to evict your tenants or something. <laughs> In Madison County, Alabama, a sheriff was on patrol. And he went to a residence. And when he... he would frequently leave his car door open for if there was any neighboring dogs that would chase him back to his car. But he was returning back to his car and he noticed there was two goats in his car. (laughs) 
<laughs> they were eating his paperwork. <laughs> wow, and you so, got a good lunch, your cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if you got any tickets or warrants, you might not have them anymore <laughs> oh. in Madison County. So, so what, what county are the Earth Oddity guys from? I thought I was going to say they, they were they dropped them the car and drove away or something. I don't. Uh, where does that? I, I, they're from I think South uh, Alabama or something. I don't know if they're yeah. or Madison or not. I know they're not up by Fort Payne. I don't know. I've been there, but that's where the guys from Alabama were from. Alabama, Alabama. I, I thought maybe you were going to say a bear or something. <laughs> Goats, that's funny. <laughs> Maybe the goats figured the, the pig is left. Let's see what kind of food he left behind. Mm, scrumptious paper. Oh, I thought they were saying the goat climbed in through the driver's door and started the vehicle. Oh, started oh. eating the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, and started driving down the street. Got my way. <laughs> The second goat was up on the hood of the car. I guess he was the lookout. Here's a hood ornament. <laughs> and this deputy's name was Th Deputy Thrower. What a name. <laughs> yeah. Deputy Thrower off. <laughs> I don't have any more stories, so if you have any more, keep I, I'm all done. So it's about time we move on to our next segment, which would yeah. be... But be prepared for your boyfriend to call on you about 10 o'clock tonight. What is Bad words. Yeah, <laughs> weird words. And we got... Well, I think we're going to do some Northeastern language. Uh-oh. Things when you, if you happen to go up to the northeastern part of the country, these are Maine and Vermont. Yeah, that way. Go to Boston. Yeah, New England slang words. Get in the car. Yeah, the first word. Everybody shut up. Is bubbler. B u b b l e r. Bubbler. It's got bubbler in it. I know what that is, but what does Terry think it is? Whale blubber? I don't know. It's a water fountain. Yep, it's a water fountain. The bubbler. I'm going to hang out at the bubbler. Give me a drink at the bubbler. Yep, that's what it means. Down at the bar when you get in your car. Drive real far to the bubbler. <laughs> the bubbler. Bubbler. Or, or the, the uh, Navy uh, slash Marine Corps. That would also be called the scuttlebutt. Oh. Uh, the next so word line, is, but it's, it's just, they call it. <laughs> the next word is carriage. <laughs> which um, we all know what a carriage that, is. That, that's what comes after love and marriage, baby carriage. Love and marriage. <laughs> it's a car. Something to ride in. Well, this it, is what. It's a shopping cart, isn't it? Boy, have you been in the Northeast, Keith? <laughs> I know yes. some people who it's are from there. <laughs> what they call their shopping cart is a carriage. If you've ever heard anybody in the South, it's a buggy. Yeah. And of course, we just call it a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, the cart. It's a shopping cart, cart man. Yeah. So, yeah, they that's something it, different. They don't call it a carriage on Amazon. It's your shopping cart, man. They must not be from the Northeast. 
the clicker. It's like a, the, the oatmeal guy, Quaker Oats. Clicker. <laughs> Apparently, it means no marketer. Pass them phone call call. What was the word again? Clicker. Quicker? An earthquake. An earthquake. C-L-I-C-K-E-R. Clicker. Clicker. Well, that's the thing that they use to train the guide dogs. Yeah, that too. But see, that's out in California, not on the East Coast. A clicker. <laughs> like a remote control, right? Works over ah, he does know somebody from the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, that word means I, I, I've heard control. him called that around these parts sometimes, it too, not on. very often. It used to be called that, yeah. Our next word, then, is... Frap, F-R-A-P-P-E, frap. It's a fancy, fancy fart. That's <laughs> Excuse me while I frat. F-R-A-T-T-E. Wow, that's a good one. I, if it didn't have the, if it was just a F-R-A-T, I would say like a fraternity. But. A frat tire on your car. <laughs> Well, I I don't know. Not a frat tire. (laughs) Fraté. It's a fraté. But uh, according to this app, it's it's supposed to be... Maybe you flunked that class and maybe now you fight when people mock you on the A milkshake. Oh. Around here, I thought a frap was like a frozen coffee, but maybe... A frappe, a frap, a frappe, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But let's see, New England bonus that says sometimes they're called a cabinet because, well, you keep your blender in the cabinet, of course, and so you use your blender to make a frap, which I thought was kind of goofy. You go, can you make me a frap or maybe a cabinet? It's a drink. So it's called a cabinet. That that would be really confusing. Yeah, it would be. A dairy queen get me picking up a cabinet. What? <laughs> the next word. Loads or something. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. The next word is grinder. Do you know what a grinder is? Yeah, it's a sub subway coffee grinder. Ah. A hoagie. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey grinder. They, they had they dairy. sold you grinders well up give up. Up in Michigan, they would sell grinders. I've never heard. I thought a grinder or something used to grind something. <laughs> it's like a hamburger sandwich, man. But no, it's, I, I was surprised too. Like, what the heck was a grinder? But there was a sub shop up in Michigan, up in Cadillac, where they sold yeah, a grinder, grinder is a sandwich. You know what a leaf peeper is? Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Leaf keeper? Leaf, leaf peeper. Paper. Uh, the notebook. An L-E-A-F peeper. I'm going to say a notebook. Then you put your leafs in, man. It's a trash <laughs> bag, yeah. That's it. Well. Leaf in there so you can peep at it later. This surprises me that the 
Keith knows all these other words, but didn't know this one. You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions. Literacy's your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. This one actually means like a visitor to the area that comes to look at the leaves as they change colors. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, yes, they have a lot of pride in their beautiful leaves and the it's changing a of the tourist that comes to take a peep at the peeper. Okay. Leaf peeper coming to peep at the leaves. They have eagle peepers around here then on the river road. <laughs> yep. I've been reading a book and they actually use this leaf peeper in the book. I was like, I know what that is. It's a Joe Gunther Mysteries and he's in Vermont. So I was like, ah. Oh. That's why I picked this top 10 to do this week, just because I was like, I'm going to use that before just I forget about that. Just because you knew a word already going into it. <laughs> yeah. The next one is mud season. Mud season. Mud season. Well, the rainy You know, there's season. four seasons of the year, but evidently Vermont has an extra season and it's mud season. <laughs> Yeah, spring, summer, fall, and mud. I don't know. It probably gets pretty cold up there. So I'm going to say mud season would be uh, in the spring. I'm going to guess. Yeah, well, it's between winter and spring as the snow is melting and. Uh, and all the dirty snow kind of makes a big mud. All of it turns everything into mud and there's mud everywhere. Huh. It's just, and then it freezes, it says, and then. You go inside and it thaws out again, and you have mud in your house yeah. and in your stores and everywhere. So, if you know when mud season is in the Northeast, don't go unless you like mud. <laughs> the next word is rotary. Work on that grammar, you should know rotary. Rotary. It's a phone, <laughs> it's a club. Uh, it's a club, yeah. The Aquinas Rotary. I don't know. It's like a group. Um, it's a, an engine, a helicopter. Something that right. goes around and around. A merry-go-round. <laughs> I'm guessing uh -oh. now. Yeah. Instead of a roundabout on a road, they call it a rotary. Oh, roundabout, where you have like the circle. Yeah. Like in Alton, they have one. They have one. There's in, a lot of them in New England, evidently. They have some in St. Louis. They're usually pretty common way to do it. Anyway, they got one. The only one I knew of was that one up by St. Anthony's Hospital in Alton. But yeah. Well, I knew one over, I think it was actually in Jennings in Missouri, where there was a drive in by one. We'd go, huh. and go to the drive-in, but you just drive around the rotary all night long and watch the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the next word is tag sale. T A G sale. Red tag sale. Yeah. Instead of buying the actual washing machine, you're buying the tag that goes on it. <laughs> or oh that's not a tea bag sale let's see tag maybe like a, a dog tag for your dog it could be a tag for your car like a registration yard sale 
Terry Cotton's Syndicate that is a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> they call them a tag sale because of the tags you put on the stuff you're selling. I got one right. Oh my <laughs> god. I didn't know that. Either. I was like, that's an interesting way to say yard sale. There's many more. Oh. <laughs> uh, yard sale. Uh, okay, another word they use a lot is wicked. You better slow down and use the right pronoun. So the world you're no clown. Oh, yeah. Wicked. It's wicked bad. Wicked. It's an expression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a, a exclamation. It's it an intensifier word that they said. Yeah, you use it in front of like, like you're saying, she's wicked, gorgeous, or it's wicked, wonderful, wicked. Yeah, it, it could mean good things, bad things. It's just an exclamation. It's so wicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was my top ten list this week. words if you ever go to the northeast he'll uh, he'll fit right in but me and terry may be a little confused with something unless some you go okay. to a tag sale or you have a leaf peeper huh? yeah <laughs> and wicked leaf peepers they look at leaves everywhere <laughs> that's a wicked tag sale they have a lot of stuff come on confound it's too cold to keep anybody standing outdoors today but we'd better be on the lookout. Anything might happen. Well, then it's time for Terry's top ten. Top ten. Yeah. Uh, five. Caught him off guard. He's been a wheel. I got six. I got six. I got about six top ten lists, or I got one top tw- 20 list. Let's <laughs> stick <know>. with 10. <laughs> we'll go with 10, unless you want to cut the 21 and a half. The 20s, they got 20, but they're actually short things. But I will go with uh, number three. This is um, 10 terrible things that landlords can get away with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't save this one until closer to the 20th because that's when I'm going to court to evict somebody. But <laughs> you know, I, I heard of a, a trick that slumlords will do you, you take their front door off the hinge until they pay their money. <laughs> <laughs> that way, they got to either be there and have public just wander in on them. <laughs> or they can pay. Yeah. It's a slumlord trick, apparently. I heard about that. And I will do the landlord stuff and get it out of the way. Uh, number 10. In Arkansas, landlords do not have to maintain their properties. Oh. Well, that should be anywhere. People like mowing the grass. <laughs> well, the, the the landlord ought to be responsible for basic 
building maintenance, we got mowing grass and certain upkeep is the responsibility of the person living there. Landlords do not even have to make the properties livable. Oh, wow. In Arkansas. You're written that as is there, boy. Take it or leave it. <laughs> if anything breaks, the landlords can invoke the I don't care clause. <laughs> Fix it well, yourself. That's kind of tricky. If it's something that's broke, if they broke it, like if you I broke a window, a door that's that on you. I think they should have that. Well, that that's everywhere. a little bit dangerous because what if a water pipe breaks? So you're just going to say, I don't care. And if water damages your property. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's why it doesn't make no sense. You'd still want to keep your property, you know, looking good. I mean, but like I was saying, if they break a window, that would be on them to have it fixed. It's not your fault they broke it. Right. If, they, if they break something, put a hole in the wall, punching it or whatever. All of these doors had holes in them when we moved in. I said, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. The drywalls had holes in them. No, it didn't. That's what the uh, you, You've had that happen already, huh? <laughs> When you moved in here, this inspector came and it had to pass inspection or you wouldn't be able to move in here. That's how yeah. it's supposed to come back to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, and if you think you can hold up on your rent until the landlord fixes it, you can't do that either. Anyway, what else you got there for landlord? In California... <laughs> A refrigerator is an amenity, not a necessity. Oh. Most houses do not come with refrigerators. <laughs> if well, I, I can see that. I mean, appliances could be optional. And that's how it is a lot of times. And if you go rent an apartment somewhere, from my experiences in Texas anyway, an apartment comes with everything, you know. But if you oh, go rent okay. a house... You're going to be lucky to get stuff in the house. Because you know? yeah. we, we rented an apartment and it had, I mean, it came with all the kitchen appliances. You just had to bring your own furniture. Right. But they do have furnished apartments and some are and some are not. And let's see. Number eight. North Carolina. In North Carolina and other states, the landlord, landlord does not have to give notice of entry. They get to show up anytime they want and show the property. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be a good courtesy to give a heads up. That way, you just don't walk into a house that's like exploded. It has like three toddlers living there. There's toys everywhere and, you know, looking like a mess. It always <laughs> be a courtesy to let people know you're coming. But I see why sometimes you might not. Really hey, yeah, right. You know, a lot of times like in my leases, it says that I can show the property anytime I want to. But, you know, normally you give a notice. You, know, you have to give a notice, say, hey, I'm going to come by and check this out. You know, you're supposed to be allowed to go in anytime, you know, if they're not home, then you can still go in there, but you still got to tell them ahead of time that you're going to go in there, whether they're there or not, you know, because a lot of time your tenants will not be there thinking, well, you ain't going to come in if I'm not there. But in these other yeah. states like this one here, 
if you think that uh, that your landlord came through and rifled through your stuff, you better have really super hard proof that they did that. You know. Yeah, That's like the okay. FBI at Mar-a-Lago going there when Donald Trump wasn't even home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number seven. Landlords do not do not usually have to disclose um, deaths and murders. Somebody died in the house. Someone died died in your house. Only you three states. Only three states in the United States require that you do that. You know. Well, you know, it, it would it would all depend if you knew about it or not. I didn't know someone died in my house. I'm not supposed. To, I don't live there. I wonder why they hadn't paid their rent in two months. <laughs> they have uh, California, South Dakota, and for some reason Canada is listed as a state. <laughs> yeah, the, the state of Canada. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, somebody died in there. You know, we got the that little chalk outline there on the floor, just covered up with a rug. But anyway, uh, let's see what's next. Um, jumping to number six, jumping to Japanese landlords, they don't have to rent to foreign tenants. If you're not Japanese, they don't have to rent to you. Yeah, they are very racist in Japan. Japan. People think people in America are racist, but Japanese people, they'll, they'll be nice if you're over there, but they really do have a racist streak in their culture. Mm-hmm. If you're not Japanese. The foreigners won't f- follow the customs and they won't mm-hmm. obey. They won't pay. They'll take off. Uh, number five. Oh, back in Japan, and some landlords charge a key money. It's a forced voluntary option. To where you give them a gift to the landlord <laughs> and it's non-refundable doesn't go towards your rent or your deposit it's just money you give them you give them a special gift there. or you go to the store buy them a blender or something <laughs> i'd call it a bribe <laughs> and that'll be weird number four <laughs> And jumping to Germany, German landlords do not. Um, when you said German landlords, is it German land lords? <laughs> <Or> German <laughs> landlords. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they, they, offer, lords? <laughs> they offer the space for a kitchen, uh, but you get an empty kitchen. You have to get everything, all your 
refrigerator, yeah. stove, all that stuff. So it's, when it's unfurnished, it's totally unfurnished. You got four walls, fill it yourself. <laughs> and wow. number three. In Mississippi, the landlord can seize all of the tenant's property of an evicted tenant. Hmm. In 2021, the law in Mississippi changed. If you are one day late on your rent, the landlord can slap you with an eviction notice and seize all of your property. Not so much in Illinois, I guess. In, in Mississippi, in one case, the couple was woken up by the landlord and the constable after midnight, and they were ordered to vacate the premises, and they took everything. Hmm. And out of spite, they threw it in the trash. <laughs> wow. But... You know, I would think you'd be able to get it out of the trash and take it with you then. <laughs> Just move into the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thanks I mean, the idea is, <laughs> is if you have furnishing, furniture and stuff that's worth anything, you could sell it to recoup something. Right. But a lot exactly. of times people's goods are just like old clothes and old ready furniture, and you're really not going to get anything out of it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Number two. Another number two. <laughs> uh oh. Landlords can poop on your toilet and not flush, right? <laughs> <laughs> Landlords can require doggy DNA for doggy doo doo. <laughs> Oh. For poop analysis. Did this dog poop in my yard? Let's find it. <laughs> some allow pets, some have pet deposits. Some can now ask for doggy DNA. That was a pet deposit, too, right there. Well, a pet <laughs> deposit. That's how you get the DNA. Tap a squat there, dog. <laughs> Give me a big steaming pile of DNA. <laughs> And number one, in San Francisco, some landlords don't allow cooking. Huh. The housing market in San Francisco is terrible, and you might find a, a master bedroom and bathroom for a staggering $1,790 a month. Mm -hmm. And that would be just a bedroom and a bathroom and no kitchen, no cooking. Right. Where are you supposed <laughs> to eat at? Well, well, I'm assuming it'd be like a, a boarding house where there's a community kitchen in it somewhere, or it right. could be that they expect you to eat in a restaurant nearby or something. Right. Uh, the only thing you could do, possibly do in your own room is microwave. Bowl of cereal and a sandwich. <laughs> because they, they would highly discourage like a hot plate or an open flame or 
because it's going to catch something on fire. A microwave release would be relatively safe. Yeah. Huh. And they had, during the, the investigation of that particular one, the journalists found there was 90 listings of those type rooms for rent in people's houses, apparently. You're just renting the room. Like that, like, that restricted. Like you're taking in a border or something. Right. That restricted cooking, et cetera. And the most expensive room for rent they found was $1,900 a month. That's crazy but, for one room. Yeah. Yeah. California. California. Moving out of San Francisco. <laughs> Okay, well, this isn't funny anymore. Let's move on to our next segment. Yeah, and look at where we are. Hello, this is Keith Helsley of Quest for Truth. And I'm Nathan Caldwell. We talk about worldviews. Things that affect our pop culture today. Truth exposed on the first week every month. We dig into the Bible. One book at a time. One verse or phrase at a time. Our audio drama. Watch for new audio dramas on the third week of the month. Quest for Truth. Life-Truth.com Would you mind telling me what a man like yourself is doing here? Yeah. Let's Maybe get we'll to our anchor topic of anchors. Oh. Yeah, we got to throw our anchor off of our boat here. Um, and yeah, what is our topic of anchors today i believe it is living skills oh god is, i had a good idea and i forgot what it was now which is basically we kind of touched base a little bit on it uh, last week talking about the communication technology ways how up there at heinz brc they're starting to do things like home mechanics which is like changing an electrical outlet on your house or a light switch or even something as simple as changing the batteries in your remote control. I mean, your clicker. How many blind people does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> what? Does the light bulb is up? <laughs> that's the answer to that one. Yeah. That's a good well, answer because it could be whatever. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, just yesterday. It only takes uh, one. Our grandson went, went to the kitchen. But he was told to get something. He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. There's there's no light bulb in here. Like, what? There's no the light bulbs out of there? Why don't you go change it? That can, I'm too short. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to change itself. Nope. Uh, but for that, let's see. What's a good topic we could, uh, what could we bring up? Because with living skills, you talked before about when you plug something in, you touch one of the tines, but not both. Right. You touch them both, you're going to get, you're going to close that circuit. And you'll feel the tingle. Well, if you only do touch one blade, or the, even if it's a hot blade, you, you won't get a tingle because you're not grounding yourself. Um, but whenever you go to change the outlet, it's pretty simple. There's only one screw on the faceplate. Usually it's a flat blade it's usually pretty uh, cosmetic. Uh, but before you really dig into that, you want to make sure you know what circuit turns that off. 
because you you don't want to pull it out and be touching live wires in there because when you're invo as involved as changing out your your receptacle, you have a lot more chances of closing a circuit across a live wire. Yeah. Uh, so you, you need to know in your fuse box which switch it is or which fuse it is, which it would be handy to know. I mean, if there's a storm, you wouldn't even know which, you know, if the lights went out, how to find the switch to flip or which fuse would control like your TV or a radio that would just went out. So, you know, knowing certain things about your house, uh, you know, where those switches are is just as important as it is for anybody else. Um, and you can usually tell, like in your fuse box, if something has been thrown, because whenever your switch is on, it's in a definite on position. But whenever it's off, for one thing, if you can see it, there's a little orange, you know, thing that shows up on a little window there. Uh, but it's also a floppy feeling. You know, it, it may be th you know thrown other other direction, opposite from the rest. Or, but you, if you feel it, it'll be loose because it's kind of in a, a limbo condition where it's not. A lot of mine neutral. Just, <laughs> a lot of mine when you looked at the breaker, it would say Oz. Oz. O Z. Because the N is sideways. O Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that's how you can tell like if, if a circuit has been tripped, and you just flip the switch back and then voila, you have power. But let's say you wanted to work on that receptacle. Well, you make sure you flip it find that switch and flip it. And then you can go to that wall outlet and take your flat blade screwdriver, one screw removes the face plate. There's usually uh, two, one at the top and one at the bottom. Here's a helpful hint. When you're in your breaker box and all the switches are pointing in one direction and one's not, then that's right. <laughs> Big hint, that one right there. Yeah. Um, Which way's off? Well, so yeah, then one is off, and the rest of them would be on. So, you know. but then once you uh, take out your wall outlet, uh, it's easy to feel that, and uh, then it's just a matter of uh, there's only one or two wires: one live wire and one hot or ground wire or neutral wire, and you know they're color coded. One will be under a brass screw, once under a silver screw. If you can see that at all, uh, you just remember which color goes on which screw. If you don't see it at all, maybe whenever you take off one, you can like put a tag on it or a piece of tape. And then when you do the other one, you can leave it unmarked. So whenever you get your new outlet, you'll know that you know the unmarked one went on you know the bottom, and the other one goes on the top. Yeah, and of course, if you have a, a grounding lug, you want to make sure before you take it off, is the grounding lug down, which it should be, or is it up, which means it'll be green. No, no. When you plug it in, you, you have two flat ones and one round one. The the grounding oh. lug should usually they're pointing down. If they're pointing up, somebody put it in wrong. Well, well I'm just going to say, like the wire, you got three wires in your in your house. Once the wires not got any insulation on it but it's copper wire but then right. the screw you're going to screw it to is green as well right. and, and and you may or may not have that uh, that really should be the standard but green is ground 
there's so many houses that are old where the grounding is so patchwork, it's hard to really say. But it's just a matter of you know, loosening a screw, changing a wire. And you only have really two wires to worry about. The bare wire, like Terry said, is your ground. You can just tuck it under that grounding lug. And then you just reverse the steps, put it back together. It's really a simple process. So even a blind person can do it. You just have to well, be courageous enough to take a screwdriver. Yeah. It's some of those things that, you know, we, like, like we're saying, when we, we go to Heinz, we could learn how to do that. They'd show us how to do electrical things and plumbing. And it's like, but my thing is, here's what I don't get is I've asked for this before. Can I get a talking voltmeter, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, a voltage right. meter, et cetera. If I don't talk, then I don't want to learn how to do this. Yeah. And I, I think they might make them, but they would be so rare. They would well, be I'm, sure that, I'm sure that they do, just like they make talking scientific calculators. And it would be quite expensive for that reason. But when I was in the Army, we had digital, digital uh-huh. meters. And if it's digital, they can make it talk. You know, and so yeah, I know that in, they in would, theory, in theory, that's true. Right. Uh, and so it's like, but here, here we, you know, whenever we would go up there, let's say we learned how to do this. Let's say we would, we already know how, I already know how to do an outlet to change it out. And so then I come home and, but due to neuropathy, I can't do it myself anymore. But if it wasn't right. for that, I, I could do it myself. And my wife would be going, oh, no. No, no, no. It's too dangerous. A blind guy. No, no, no. Let me call an electrician. And it's like, but I know how to do it. Let me do it. And a lot of times I go, no, no, no. You know, well, I, I would, I'm in the, in the same boat at this stage, again, more, more out of neuropathy and not because of being blind. If I didn't have one or the other, heck, I'd be doing it. If I could see and have neuropathy, I'd be doing it. <laughs> If I was totally blind, which I am, and didn't have neuropathy, I'd be doing it. You could rewire the house yourself. I mean, you could do all the stuff yourself, sure, because you were properly trained to do it. You don't have to have an electric, electrician's license to rewire your house. If it's your own house. Right. If, if, if you want to be a project for somebody else, then you, right. you kind of do it. Yeah. And I've sat there and talk, told people how to do it. I was not sure myself. I just took the outlet out of the box and I said, okay, here's the wire. Let's run the wire. Now put the black wire. See the black wire? See the white wire? Yeah. Okay. Are the screws different colors? Well, one's gold and one's silver. We'll put the black wire to the gold and put the white wire to the silver. That was just a guesstimation. Guess what? I was correct. Right. You know, because it's common sense to tell you, you know, that. So. I got a question for you too with neuropathy. Uh, if you would get shocked, would you feel it? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just no. wonder. I mean, on your hands, you wouldn't feel it until it got up past all your numbness. And then you would... <laughs> no, you, you still would. I mean, there's times where I've inadvertently touched something like, woo, but the thing there. As I, woo, man, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> That, that uh, activated my nervous system. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, our, our uncle Dale, mom's brother, uh-huh. for years and years worked for AT&T. 
he, he was, I guess, a lineman. He was always working on uh, phone lines and wiring things and, and whatnot. He, he had such calluses on his hands. If he touched 110, eh, he, he didn't really feel it. <laughs> or or he, he that's, that's the way he would, eh, no biggie. I mean, he, he, he would act like he didn't feel it at least. Because I remember he was changing the light switch at grandma's house one day. He's like, you know, pulls it out, grabs the screw, puts it on, and takes it off, and so forth. And like, did you pull the fuse in? No, what for? Don't doesn't that shock you? No. <laughs> or he <or, laughs> would say, no. That's why I said no. As long as you don't touch both wires at the same time, I've done that before. But this is what but I he, he he would he'd be touching all. The I water. was wearing up a, a garbage disposal at the Fernwood house. I took the wire. And I knew that they were live, and I and I grabbed one, I put it on this on the side. So I, I held it in my hand, and you know, and I moved the one wire way off to the side, so I wouldn't have. I grabbed the one wire, I put it on there. All right, good to go. I held it tight in my hand, and I screwed the screw, and then I went to get the other wire, put it around the thing. Totally forgot that I, you know, <laughs> at that point, I went to grab a hold of it to get a good grip on the on the switch and stuck the screw you know i got shocked because i had was touching the one wire when i touched the other one so hmm. i just i did the first one I, and then i for by the time i got it screwed on good and tight i'd forgot that i still had the power on duh, for a brief second <laughs> <laughs> you had you didn't have neuropathy then evidently <laughs> no this is back when i could still see you know oh <laughs> and anyway so I, yeah. I do things every once in a while I don't turn the power off it's like as long as you don't touch both wires at the same time if you feel safer just go in the basement see the big one at the top throw that main switch kill everything oh no it's dark and I go well doesn't matter but black flashlights <laughs> black wires on one side white wire on the other that's all you gotta do use the force Luke yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to take a trip around the world? Oh, no, Jane. There's too many other places I'd like to see first. Anyway. Well, I'm trying to see if we have any <gasps> email this week or not. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this other part. Oh, no. And I don't think I do. So that means it's time for final thoughts. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where did that go so, to? Oh, no. Oh, everybody scramble. Ah, final thoughts. Final <laughs> thoughts. You know what kind of exercises lazy people do? They do diddly squats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh, pretty good at the other thing. <laughs> um, what do you call a hot dog on wheels? Bass food. <laughs> Or if you're a cat, a mouse on roller skates. <laughs> um. Some people ask me if I speak lizard. And I said, no, but someday I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, yeah. <laughs> 
dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I walked into a room where bunches of Stephen King books were flying around. I was wondering what in the world was going on. Then it hit. <laughs> Stephen King books. <laughs> it. <laughs> Scientists have proven that out of 2,987,654,014 people that 94% are too lazy to read that number. <laughs> That's a big, strange number. <laughs> I just read someone in New York gets stabbed every 52 seconds. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> He can go to Canada and get stabbed even more. Yeah. Oh. Did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> intense. Uh, Some clown started, I guess. Huh? <laughs> what a three-ring circus. Um, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be bad. Today I went on a drive to go visit my childhood home. I went and knocked on the door and asked if I could come in and reminisce. And I was feeling nostalgic. The people slammed the door in my face. My parents suck. Parents. <laughs> Come on, mom, let me in. I tell it all. I was just thinking, midwives really deserve a lot of gratitude. They help a lot of people out. done this one before but I had a dream last night that I, I ate a big giant marshmallow I woke up and my pillow was missing <laughs> what happened to it doctor gave me one year to live so I shot him the judge gave me 15 years Problem solved. <laughs> what? Oh, the judge gave you 15 years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just commit a crime when you're on your deathbed there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, let's see. Here's a classic one. Can February March? No, but April May. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a fun fact. A, when a pregnant woman swims, she is a human submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be about right. We got a little human inside of her. <laughs> I don't have any more. So if you guys got more, go ahead. You, you don't have any more. So when the 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 chips are down, the bowl is empty. Yep. <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover. My math book has a picture of somebody that looks like they're enjoying it. Uh, I I got one Uh, my therapist told me to write letters to people I hate and then burn them okay now what do I do with the letters (laughs) (laughs) burn them people I think I I got that wrong (laughs) I I love math, but um, shoot, I love math, but you know what is a bit off? Oh, numbers that are not divisible by two. Yeah, kind of odd there, huh? <laughs> kind of binary, you know, mm. a bit off, get it? A bit yeah. Off. Well, I could probably go on, but I should probably not would solve all of our problems and make all our dreams come true. Well, it comes to the part of the show where we are all done and it's time to say this is your host Keith signing off. Uh, thanks for listening. Listen to us again next week. Leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platforms and devices. Uh, visit our webpage where you can directly send us an email and comment on any of the show notes that are there. And, 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 and you can let us know if you want me, Terry, to do the top 20 things that we did when we were kids. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> That's the top 20 I have. The, the ones that we can say in public, you mean? <laughs> uh, not get in trouble for? <laughs> Th- things that would make our, our spouses say, you can't tell her kids that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them know you did that. They'll try it too. <laughs> exactly. Well, stay tuned for all that. Yeah. That sounds funny. CSF at that sounds funny.com. <laughs>